Keeping on the vibes. Welcome back to another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast presented by NBA 2K23. And we brought you an emergency episode over the weekend about Kyrie Irving potentially being traded. And to finish off the weekend, Kyrie Irving did get traded. He has mm. been sent to the Dallas Mavericks in exchange for a 2029 first round pick, some second round picks, and Dorian Finney-Smith and Spencer Dinwiddie, who makes his return to Brooklyn. BJ Armstrong with us as always. BJ, what was your initial reaction to this trade? Interesting, to say the least. And the fact that it happened, I mean, it was a 24-hour turnaround yep. for a team to, to, you know, first report about the trade. And lo and behold, before we could even begin to analyze the trade and begin to speculate, it's already done. And mm-hmm. now it's what's next? You know, everyone's, you know, beginning to speculate what's what does this mean to Kevin Durant what does this mean for Kyrie Irving what does this mean to the Dallas Mavericks so happened very quickly uh, and just goes to show you that you know what when teams are motivated to get something done they can get it done and they can get it done quickly and you know now we have to wait and see see how this plays itself out but obviously it was a shocker for everyone kind of sent shockwaves throughout the NBA circle and the NBA world and you know now Kyrie's on the move again to the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, it is an interesting deal. Off the bat, do you like this trade for the Dallas Mavericks? Because they lost Jalen Brunson and they wanted to get another ball handler, another scorer into their lineup. I mean, Spencer Dinwiddie was doing somewhat of a good job, but do you like this deal? How do you see the fit of Kyrie and Luka Doncic in that backcourt for Dallas? Because for me, well, we talk about how bad the defense is, especially at the guard position, and it just got a whole lot worse. Not to mention... They gave up their best defender, Dorian Finney-Smith, as well. Well, Mo, I think you said it right there. I think you hit it right on the right. You know, I think you hit the nail right on the head. They gave away their best defender. And um, so I think this is going to be some concerns. I don't think this is the full roster if it continues to move forward beyond this year. Clearly, they have some, you know, some work to do with constructing a team where they can fill in those gaps, defensively being one of them, rebounding, shot blocking, shooting, so forth and so on. But clearly, they feel that they have a foundation now with Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving, and that they will attempt to fill around those two pieces. So that's what it looks like to me. That's what it looks like to me. However, I don't think this year, or as the team is currently constructed, I don't think this is a championship caliber team. But you got to say they have two all-star starters, and that's a good start. Well, for the Maver- uh, for the Brooklyn Nets, it's interesting because they've received Spencer Dinwiddie, and the drop-off between Kyrie, who obviously is an all-star caliber player, and Spencer Dinwiddie is a drop-off, but it isn't that much of a drop-off when you think about what they bring to a team. And I like them adding Dorian Finney-Smith, and it looks like they're going to try and make some more moves They've been talking, I believe, to the Toronto Raptors after doing the Kyrie deal to see maybe OG, maybe Gary Trent Jr., maybe they get a piece from the Raptors, maybe there's more moves. As they've got Kevin Durant on the contract, they have to continue to try and contend. What do you think from a Brooklyn perspective? Well, I think, assuming that Kevin Durant comes back and Kevin Durant is working with the team behind the scenes, I don't think publicly... Either the Nets or Kevin Durant will say, you know, they're 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 working, you know, with these deals. However, if Kevin Durant 
sticks this out. You know, I, I think they're right there. They could be better in some regards, right? I think defensively, mm -hmm. they should be pretty good. Um, you know, they have some scores. I mean, Spencer Dinwiddie is a very capable 20-point score. Maybe he's not the e e electrifying score and playmaker like Kyrie Irving. However, Spencer Dinwiddie is a very, very good basketball player. He's, he's capable of having big games, 30, 35, 40-point games. And then defensively, Mo, we we know that you need players that can play and, and be very solid on the defensive end. So, and they picked up one of those players. But the thing I like most about them is they got a draft pick out of the deal, right? Well, they got a, <laughs> got a first round pick. And I think they got it. And then they got they got a couple of second round picks, right? Or multiple yeah, second round picks. Yeah, they got two second round so, picks. So that, so that I, draft pick is an unprotected first round pick in 2029, which may not sound like a lot now. But Luka Doncic's contract ends in 2027. And with Dallas's inability to put a contending team around him, really and truly, and then now adding Kyrie Irving, if this doesn't work how Dallas Mavericks want it to work, there could be a world in which Luka Doncic leaves in free agency or demands out before he hits free agency. And if that was to be the case... I believe that first round pick becomes extremely valuable. Now, we talked recently about you know, the Brooklyn Nets giving up their draft picks in the James Harden deal, but now getting that one back, I think that holds significant value. Unless you see Luka Doncic coming to the Mavericks for his entire career, but, you know, I don't think this fit with Kyrie Irving, you know, the whole thing is they want to get a second star next to Luka, and you've got to sacrifice role players, a 3 and D guy and Finney Smith and, and Spencer Dinwiddie to get a second star. I don't think Kyrie Irving is the second star that you would want to put around Luka Doncic. I talked about the defense already, but even offensively, what are they going to do? Take turns? I don't know which one of them is going to feel more comfortable playing off the ball. And then off the court, we've seen the drama that Kyrie surrounds himself with, whether it's demanding out of Cleveland when he didn't want to play under LeBron's shadow anymore, demanding out of Boston when he realized the young guys there don't need him, whether it's demanding out of Brooklyn after coming to that team and forcing his way to that team. Because remember, the Brooklyn Nets didn't pitch to Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant to join them. They decided they would join the Brooklyn Nets. And they said to Brooklyn, we're joining you. And then this summer, he said, oh, there's no way I'm leaving Kevin Durant. And he's gone and just done that. And then his contract expires at the end of the season. And they say they're going to talk about an extension at the end of the season. But what's the chances that he actually honors his word and stays there? And he thinks that's the best situation for him to be. And if he doesn't stay there, they have maximum cap room. But looking at the list of free agents for this summer, it's not really a max free agent that Dallas Mavericks would want to go all in on. So I don't like the move for Dallas because wherever Kyrie goes, there's some sort of drama happening. He's not proven an ability to stay on the floor and play consistent stretches of basketball in the NBA. And then the fit basketball-wise, I'm not a fan of, especially with Christian Wood as well being a big part of their team. Maybe they're going to move off him. Maybe he's going to be moved before the deadline, but I really don't see it now. I know Nico Harrison, who is in one of the executive positions of the Mavericks, used to be at Nike, and Kyrie Irving, he was a Nike athlete, and his sneakers was one of the highest-selling sneakers that Nike had on their roster for their NBA guys. Maybe it's a commercial deal, and they want to sell Kyrie jerseys, and I think it's going to bring lots of fans. But for me personally, I don't think this is the second star that you'd want to go after and ship out your draft picks and one of your best assets, maybe your best actual asset in Dorian Finney-Smith. However, they did say last week, that they wanted a star player in return for Dorian Finney-Smith, and everyone laughed at them, and they ended up getting a star player in return for him. So fair play to the Dallas Mavericks, but 
I really don't know what they're thinking. If you asked me a list of stars in the NBA and said, who do you want to be a second star next to Luca?" Kyrie Irving might be at the very bottom of that list. You know, we talk about what guard would fit well next to a Luka Doncic. And we talk about the Drew Holidays of the world. Mm-hmm. We talk about the Marcus Smarts of the world. Kyrie Irving is the exact opposite of those guys. And well, when was the last time someone tweeted at me today and they said, well, when Kyrie's locked in, he's one of the best players in the world. I said, when was the last time you seen him locked in? The 2016 finals? He left Cleveland, said he didn't want to play with LeBron anymore, went to Boston, proved that he couldn't lead a team there, went to Brooklyn, missed almost the whole season because he wouldn't get the vax and and he decided to sit out. And then this season he posted the film that he posted and wouldn't apologize for and took an absence from the team. And there's been unexplained absences as well. What is the chances that he suddenly just decides, okay, well, I'm just going to take this seriously now. Let me just play every game and I'm going to be there and we're going to build this thing. And, you know, it's hilarious that he said the quote that Chris Haynes reported, Kyrie Irving is ecstatic to join his new team. That was the exact same quote that was repeated when he joined the Boston Celtics after that trade. Word for word, I'm ecstatic to join my new team. And we all saw how that ended out. So I really do not like this trade for the Dallas Mavericks. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they pull it together and make a deep run in the playoffs. But I look at it now and I look at that Western Conference, the likes of the Jamarants of the world, the likes of the Stephen Curry of the world. Who the heck is guarding them on the Dallas Mavericks? And not only that, which bigs do Dallas have to guard the Jokic's of the world? Which wings do they have that are really going to do a great job on the LeBrons of the world? I don't know what the Dallas Mavericks are doing. Maybe they're just going to try and outscore everyone. But not only is this bad for Dallas, the Brooklyn Nets have had a monumental failure. They have had Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. And what's the best they've done? They've won one playoff series in the whole time that they had them. They got James Harden in. They got James Harden out. They got Ben Simmons in. That clearly doesn't work. The Brooklyn Nets have had an absolute catastrophe over the past few, was it now, three seasons, four seasons? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it has been horrendous for them as well. Now, I don't know if they're going to make another move and move Ben Simmons off the roster and try and be drama-free completely. And maybe that is the solution for them. But, you know, fair play to Brooklyn and Sean Marks for getting this deal done because I think they've come out. Everyone wants to say winner and loser and you can't say the winner and loser are trade until a long time after the trade's happened. But an initial reaction is this is an absolute steal of a deal for the Brooklyn Nets, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, look, clearly, you know, Kyrie is a massive talent and this is a league full of talent. Oh, and, and there's a, you know, there's a majority of people in this league that when they see a talent, they always, you know, you're you're attracted to that talent and you always think that you have the environment that can withstand that talent. You know, I, I refer to it and many in this league refer to it as dysfunctional stars. Everyone's looking for a dysfunctional star. And now... You know, the Dallas Mavericks have, have the latest dysfunctional star. You know, it didn't work in the previous, but hey, you know, there's optimism now to say it's going to work here. Now, the big thing, Mo, that that we've we failed to mention here in, in all of our observation with this latest trade is, you know, it, it, it was clear then and it's clearer now that he was traded to the place where he felt 
that he was going to get the financial reward that he felt he deserves. And mm-hmm. that's to me is the most interesting part of this trade. Mm-hmm. Because yep. they gave up draft picks. They yep. gave up two starters yep. for him. And one must assume rightfully or, or, you know, we could, we could be wrong that he's going to return back there. And if it's, and it was reported that he would not take anything less than the four-year max. Now, that to me is interesting based mm-hmm. on the history we've seen over the last three to four years. Yep. So more so than how this works out on the court. I always like to say, Mo, that great players will figure it out. Well, both of these young young men, talking about Kyrie Irving, and Luka Doncic, they're they're in their own right. They are terrific, terrific players. Okay, and both are are top ten talents. However, in order for them to win, they're going to have to figure out how to play and have a some type of chemistry there that's going to allow them to play not only great offense because both of them are very capable on the offensive end, but defensively and what they're going to do as a team. So this is going to be an interesting experiment. I will be tuned in, Mo, because I just want to see how it works. I want to see what kind of offensive chemistry they're going to have together, what kind of defensive schemes they're going to try to do. I want to see at what pace they're going to try to play at. Are they going to try to play fast? Are they going to play slow? And how how they're going to make this work. But more importantly, Mo, I want to see the financial commitment. You know, as, as, as we say, you got to put your money where your mouth is. So, I want to see how this is going to play out. And then once all of that settles, whether or not he stays there or decides to leave, then what they're going to do to build a team around him. Because clearly this is an unfinished, yes, you know, build with their roster. So I am going to, I just, I'm going to be patient and see how it looks in the end. But Mo, I'm really shocked, if anything, that there was a team so quickly that was willing, at least on the surface, to look like they're going to commit to him for four years. And I don't know if that is the case. You know, I've heard different things that's been reported. But to me, that's the most interesting or fascinating part of this deal is to see the commitment that will be made by the organization to Kyrie Irving moving forward. Well, I think it was Mark Steiner reported that there has been no guarantee of a financial contract, um, you know, beyond this season from the Dallas Mavericks. Um, mm-hmm. And if they do lose Kyrie Irving after giving up these picks and these assets, that is a very, very monumental blunder from the Dallas Mavericks. And if they do keep him and give him that four-year max, I don't believe that's a good deal. You're paying then how many hundreds of millions to a backcourt that will not be able to stop anyone at all in the NBA when they have to go up against them, where it's almost every team that has a star-level guard on it that can go out and get busy and get buckets. So, you know, we, we're talking about the finances, but there's no guarantee. They, it's not that they've said they've traded for Kyrie and Kyrie signing an extension. They said they're going to discuss it after the end of the season. Now, if this doesn't work, which it very well might not, Dallas sit at sixth in the West right now. That means if the playoffs began today, they'd face the Sacramento Kings. I believe the Sacramento Kings would win that matchup. As great as Luka Doncic is, you know, for me, a guy like Dorian Finney-Smith, who is an elite, elite defender in this league, 
who can knock down a high percentage of catch and shoot threes where Luca collapses the defense. There are a guy like Spencer Dinwiddie who could even play the sixth man role and come in for them. But when Luca's out, really out of the ball, Kyrie can do those things too. That's great. But you've given up two pieces and got one in return. Now, when you look at the rest of the roster, what are you going to do? You're going to trade Tim Hardaway Jr. The reports are that they're trying to work out a deal for Karis LeVert, but what are you getting in return for that? You know, Reggie Bullock, are you going to keep him? Are you Are going to move him? Christian Wood, that's the other name out there. Davis Bertans, I don't know if anyone wants that contract. But I really don't know what the Dallas Mavericks are doing because they haven't said that they're going to extend him. We know Mark Cuban's got the money to extend him, but would it make any sense at all? Are Luca and Kyrie going to enjoy playing together? Now, it's reported that Luca signed off on a trade before it happened. And everyone's always saying, get Luca some help, get Luca some help. Well, now you're going to have Luca who puts up 30 a game. Kyrie might give you 25. But then where's the rest of it coming from? Because the rest of the roster stays the same. And you're just minus Dorian Finney-Smith, which means you're minus your best defender. So I really do hope that there's more moves on the way because I do not like this at all. Well, I don't know if there's going to be more moves this year. More, I, I Listen, I, everyone has concerns. Anytime you make a trade, and we, 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 we have to remember this. You know, more times than not, when you make these trades midseason, you know, none of them really work, right? You, you don't add main components to your roster and then suddenly it just, you know, these guys aren't robots. So, so yeah, I think what I am most interested, you know, and, and, and you made gr- really great points is what is this going to look long-term? Yeah. Okay. But having said, that, look like? having said that though, when you do look at the Western conference this year and mm-hmm. you have a talent, a top five, maybe even a top three talent in Luka Doncic, you want to see if you can win this year because, like, Steph Curry's just been ruled out with what looks like could be a serious injury. He's out for a number of weeks now. You have the Devon Nuggets at the top where we've seen the flaws in their team when it comes to the playoff style of basketball. You've got the young Memphis Grizzlies who are, you know, lacking experience. The Dallas Mavericks, they were in the Western Conference Finals last year. You've got the Sacramento Kings, and it'll be their first time ever in the playoffs. The LA Clippers who... Their health is always an issue and the availability of their main guys. You've got the Phoenix Suns who, you know, we saw what happened against Dallas themselves in game seven last year. You're really looking at this if you're Luca and you're thinking, I could win the West. Now, does getting Kyrie Irving on your team help you get better in the West if you're making a deep playoff run? Yes, it does. But does losing Dorian Finney-Smith and, you know, maybe even Spencer Dinwiddie, because I... I don't want to say it, but maybe the Brooklyn Nets have got a little bit better. Maybe the additional depth for the Brooklyn Nets are negative. Well, more I, I don't think maybe Brooklyn, they- uh, listen, on paper, I, listen, that, that's why we played the game. I will say this. I don't think Brooklyn made themselves better than the Boston Celtics. I don't think they're better than the Philadelphia 76ers. I don't think they're better than the Milwaukee Bucks. Okay? The best no, player I, I don't either. Best player in the world is, is Giannis. And I didn't. I don't care how many players they get over there. If, if Giannis is healthy and Chris Middleton is seventy five percent, I don't care who they get. But their defense has improved now. with Dorian Finney-Smith. Their okay. defense has improved. That's fine. That's great. That sounds great. You're never going to get their a guy that can has... stop Giannis or stop Jason Tatum, but you can get in a guy like Dorian Finney-Smith who can. It's just another body that you can throw at these guys. There's no one out there that you can trade for if you're the Brooklyn Nets. That's going to stop Giannis unless you get that, a clone of Giannis. In today's game, there's only one way to play defense. You have to have a rim protector. And they've got Nick Claxton, who is elite this okay, season. And, okay, that's fine. That's great. If 
I, I, I don't see that being a factor for Giannis, Joel Embiid, and the Boston Celtics. I like him. I like I I think he's a terrific player. However, I don't see him being an elite changing the game where a team is going to game plan around Nick Claxton. I don't see that. No. I don't I don't see that. Well, there's not so, many shot blockers in the league. Which are the shot blockers I, in the I, league I, the teams have the game plan around? Okay. Well, I, I think, you know, at one point you did for Rudy Gobert. I think yep. now you probably will you will be aware of Joel Embiid. I think you will be aware of Brooke Lopez. The time I think the teams, yeah, you know, I think the Boston Celtics are time more. So I think the, the better teams know that you have to block shots. I think, you know, Jaron Jackson Jr., you have to be aware of guys like him. You know, so there are the, the, the better teams all have a player or two that can, you know, you got to have guys like Marcus Smart on the perimeter. However, Marcus Smart, along with the Time Lord behind him, now you're talking about something. Mm -hmm. Joel Embiid, you know, at one point, Rudy Gobert and these guys, at Rudy Gobert, they had the best record last year because of his elite, yeah, before, you know, yeah. defensive. And, and look at Brooke Lopez this year. Brooke Lopez is sensational this year. Okay, so that is one of the components I look for. I like Nick Claxton. I think he blocks shots. You know, I was watching Miles Turner today. Miles Turner is one Fantastic. of those guys you go, bam, out of Bayou. You know, those guys are, there are some good shot blockers. However, you know, we'll see how this plays out, Mo. I, I, I definitely see your concerns. However, talent, you know, you need it. And the Dallas Mavericks, you know, we have to say this about them. They are rolling the dice on a major talent. Can't fault them for that. If this works out, we'll all be sitting here going, I didn't think it was going to work out, but it, it worked out. If it doesn't work out, here's the thing that I do like. They can let them walk, and now they're back into free agency and do a full boat. They're back in the game. Mm -hmm. that, 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 that pick they gave up is not to 2029. So they still are in the game, and they still have flexibility if it doesn't work. They're, they also potentially could do a sign-and-trade. Right? Yeah, he I, says... I, yeah, I mean, there, there's, you know, stranger things have happened. So yeah. I think we can look at it here, but they can move off of him. They can. But and what, then what, move on. And, what I'm and, and most concerned about is is that not the Kyrie. Okay, cool. They got to the conference finals last season with Jalen Brunson and Luka Doncic. And arguably, Kyrie Irving can be an upgrade over Jalen Brunson, right? But my concern is more Dorian Finney-Smith and how important he is to that team. Last season in the playoffs, he shot he shot 43% from behind okay. the arc. That's fine. But, Mo, you got to give up something to get he something. He was their best defender. So what I'm saying you gotta is... You got to give up something to get something. If you're telling me he's that important, then we should have kept him. Yeah. You, they, need, they need a star player. When they lost Jalen Brunson last year, they were down one starter. That's a fact. Mm -hmm. So they needed to do something. Well, whether or not this is the right something, they did something. And now you're replacing Jalen Brunson, who you lost for nothing. He walked in free agency. Yep. He walked. Mm -hmm. Okay. They got nothing back in return. And Kyrie could walk. Okay. Kyrie could. But Mo, what we know is when we're constructing a roster, what we know in this league is if you're going to, 
retain these players in a financial and be financially responsible to have an opportunity to compete, not just one year, but for many years, you got to draft these players. Yeah. Okay. This is what we know. So in saying all of this, Kyrie, da, 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 they've retained for the next, what, six years, their draft picks. So that's in place. They have a star player. Yeah, if this years. works out, if this works out, okay. Hey, <laughs> I would argue that Jalen Brunson is maybe not as good as Kyrie Irving. But I'm not saying he it's not a better fit. I'm just saying individually speaking, I would argue that Kyrie Irving is a bigger talent. If somehow this works out with him and they can continue to move forward in the next four to five years, you might have something here. Now, I have my concerns, just like you and everyone else. Certainly, we have every reason to be concerned. <laughs> All right. Yep. But 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 they were faced with a limited amount of options on how they were going to improve this team. That's a fact. Okay. And the last thing they wanted to do was to be in the lottery with a talent like Luca. Yes. Well, I think Luca's so their good. Chances you wouldn't be in the lottery you if you can't. had Luca Doncic on your team. But if if they were in the lottery and they were able to get a player like the San Antonio Spurs did many years ago, they held out David Robinson. Yeah, they, they drafted yeah. Tim Duncan. Yeah. And then suddenly they go on to be the Spurs that we're all talking about is one of the best franchises. Yeah. You know, as far they as you know, the what they've done. They're not going to do okay. that. So now imagine Wimbenyama with Luka Doncic. Yeah, but that's okay. never going to happen in a million years. Well, well, no, no, no. The reason it's never going to happen is because Luca is too good. Yeah, this and if they, if they wanted that to happen, they should have kept Luca around for the whole of this season, well, no, tanked no, no, this no, season, no, no, and got, no, no, and, no, and no. got you, a high draft. But, but Mo, you can't... I don't know. I'm not going to even go down that path. What I'm saying is, because they've chosen to play, they went to the Eastern... They went to the Western Conference Finals a year ago. Let's just keep the facts on the table. Yeah. This team went to the Western Conference Finals. Why would they even consider the team? Yeah, exactly. They that's wouldn't even what, that's consider what I'm that. saying. It's, it's a redundant point. Okay, so if that's what we're saying is, then they didn't have it. What, what's their other option? They're not going to get in the draft. And what are they going to do then? And they lose a player that was one of their key players. So what, can, what else can they do, Mo? Like, they lose Jalen Brunson. What are they going to do? Well, to me, this is something. And they did it very quickly. I don't I think their options are were very limited what they could do. Yeah. So from that standpoint, I go, okay, maybe, you know, I can argue whether they should have did it or not. That's to be that's to be, you know, let the games determine that. However, what else could they do? Like what else could they do? Like we're all sitting here analyzing this, but what else could they do? To improve their team. But if you're talking long term and you're, you're talking four or five years down the road, they're trying to contend right now. And I understand the pressure of the trade deadline. No, 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 no. This has nothing to do with four or five years. You, you're trying to build a team that has what's called sustainability. Because what you it, don't want to do with Kyrie a player Irving like on your Luka, team. 
because Kyrie Irving is young enough. He's young enough to where he should be this Kyrie Irving for the next three to five years. He's he 30, should be. He's a 30 year old point guard. In five years from now, yes. Kyrie is not going to be the Kyrie that we see. Okay. In the next three to five years, he should be playing this game at a high level. Yes. He should be. I'm not if he's playing. He will. I'm not if, saying if he's playing. But what we're, we're saying, though, Mo, is this is how they're looking at it. That's all we're saying. We're not mm. saying whether he does it. Time will tell, and we will be able to determine that. But what we are saying is, what else could they do to have any sustainability? Because Luca is in the thick of his career. He's in the he's in the core of his career. So you can't just keep doing this every year, putting together the team. You want to put together a team where you're saying year in and year out, adding a piece, meaning a role player to put to their roster, not a key component to their roster. Luca is a top three, let's just say a top five player in the NBA. Mm -hmm. So what else could they have done? Like we can criticize them. That's fair. What else could they have done then? Like, all right. If, okay, that would, if the, you were sitting the in the point, seat, what um, would you have the done? The point though? that I'm making is their chances of winning the Western Conference or winning an NBA championship before this trade and after this trade, have their chances increased or decreased or stayed the same in your opinion? I think it's increased on I, paper. I, I believe that is the exact same. That I don't believe that okay. this team is good enough to win the Western I, I, I Conference. Don't, so. I didn't know too many people that were picking them last year to go to the Western Conference Finals. Like, raise your hand if you did. I didn't. I didn't. And they picked up Christian Wood, which I thought was a pickup, good pickup. They picked up JaVale McGee, who I thought was a good pickup. And they added Kyrie Irving, and they, and they only lost, on paper, Jalen Brunson. So to me, well, I guess they lost Finney. The, the and Finney, Finney Smith and Dinwiddie. Finney Smith. So and three who, of their who else? and Spencer Dinwiddie. So three of their key yeah, players Spencer, from last but Spencer year's Dinwiddie was coming off the bench. He was coming off the bench. Yeah, he played an okay. important role. Yeah. So I would argue that you know what Christian Wood and Kyrie Irving, and you lose Finney Smith and Spencer Dinwiddie. Okay, I, all right. I I all right. I I'm not saying that this team as constructed is better than that team. However, I didn't expect that team, especially with Luka missing a game or two in the playoffs, for them to advance. I didn't expect that. They exceeded all my expectations. I never anticipated them coming in there in game seven and winning by 30, 40 points or whatever they did. I didn't expect that one. I thought the Phoenix Suns, who had the best record last year, were clearly the better team. Clearly. In my opinion, but I was wrong. That's why you play the game. Now we're coming back with the same sand. We're coming back with the same energy and saying, okay, now are we expecting them? They're currently now what six seed, seven seed, right? Six Is that what right they're now? Yeah, they're the six seed right now. So are we saying Mo, right now that this is the Western Conference favorite right now? Is that what you're no, saying? No, but I'm saying okay, it doesn't get so, any closer. Okay, but what I'm saying is they're shuffling the cars and they know they got to do something. So, all right, so this team this team prior to the trade wasn't going to do it. So what's wrong with them trying to do it? Because their defense has got significantly worse. Okay, that's fine. That That's, Mo, that's fine. 
but there's no perfect way to do it. What else can you do? Well, go ahead. Now, I, I'll let you talk because you can. we can point what they can't do, but what could they have done? If, if I was Dallas, I would have rather just not made this trade. We're talking about a guy that they've traded for who has been a disappointment at every stop of the road since he left LeBron James. He couldn't win in Cleveland until LeBron came back, okay? And then when LeBron came back and they won, then he suddenly didn't like being the number two guy and demanded out of a winning situation. Then he went to the Boston Celtics, got injured. They got to the Converse Finals without him. Came so back Mo, the next. You don't like the him, next, or is this a, ta came, is this a it, talent issue? Or is, is it? It's just not you don't me like liking him. him. These are the facts of no, the no, situation. No, 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 the, the, no, no I'm just Mo. stating the facts. I'm just stating the Mo. facts that he went. Then went to this, Boston. Then it's like year when they were playing. He had a horrendous. A he had a horrendous no, series. Is this a talent? And then he left. Talent issue. Then he went to Brooklyn and caused 101 issues. Didn't play, got swept out of playoffs last year, and then decided to skip town again. These are the facts. But when he, my personal opinion, my personal opinion weighs nothing into it. I've just stated no, the your personal opinion weighs everything. everything into it. Your personal opinion weighs everything which, which, into which it. Which part and of why I just said it was every... an opinion and all facts? Uh, 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 Mo, we, you and I, first of all, aren't in the locker room. We don't know why he did what he did. We don't know. I don't. Well, maybe you know. I don't know. Like it was reported, but everything I is reported, I don't believe. That's just me. Okay. Because I've been in those locker rooms and I've spoken to people in Brooklyn and okay. He is without question. One of the, was one of the leaders there and rightfully or wrongfully. So he was, you know, one of the big names there for why things didn't go right. However, when he does play with his talent and his ability you still have a what I would consider a fighter's chance every time he steps on the floor. However, are there concerns with things he's done? Yeah, we can we can that's a that's a totally separate separate conversation. However, there were teams, clearly there are teams who feel that whatever was going on there in Brooklyn, whatever was going on in Cleveland, whatever was going on in Boston, that they are willing to roll the dice. That's a fact. Your fact, you can state your facts. But here's another fact. There is another team. That team is the Dallas Mavericks who said, yeah, whatever he did yesterday was yesterday. Hmm. In the words of Fat Joe, yesterday's price is not today's price. So they think and yesterday's the Kyrie Mavericks is not today's Kyrie. Not today. Hey, that's exactly what they're saying. Good so luck to we can all have our opinion. That's your opinion. But it's not their opinion. And the Lakers had an opinion and we know the Clippers had an opinion and there were other teams who I'm sure inquired about his availability. Now we can all have our opinion, which Mo, you stated. So you can't just say your facts because which that's how you look I at said it. was an opinion. But, but Mo, what we're saying is they're saying by their scouting, whatever, whatever it is they're looking, their Intel says otherwise, or else they wouldn't have done the deal. Their intel clearly counters your intel. I now, mean, who's right? Who's right? I'm not, I, I'm not here to judge anything. Who, Mo, their intel clearly, clearly is not, is not agreeing with your intel. So, it, so are, are what, they're not right? Which part of I right? said, which part of what I said? No, no, which right? part? No, no. This no, is no, what which, I'm saying. Which part? From, from I'll the let you so -called, explain. From the so-called intel, which part of what I said is not right? I, I, I'm done. Go ahead. No, no, tell me. Which part of what I said is not right? Mark Cuban got all the information he needed. Done deal. He made the trade. 
So, all right. So, so Mo, so tell me your everything. I, I have everything I said. What's not right? If you're telling me what I said is not right, tell me what I said. Mo, I'll say it again. Just so you're clear. You picked this up with Mark Cuban, not me. No, no, no. Mark but you're Cuban. the one who said Mark, I'm not no, right. No, no, so no. tell me what I said. I'm telling right. you. No, 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 no. This is what I, Mo, this is what we're saying. Mo and Mark Cuban. I'm out of it. No, Mo no, and Mark you're Cuban. You're the one who just Mark, said I'm not no, right. No. I t- I'm saying this. Mark Cuban's intel clearly contradicts yours. What's mine? <laughs> what's my what's mine, BJ? Tell me. T- tell me what's mine. You tell me you tell me what, what Mark Cuban knows that I don't. Did he demand a trade from the Cleveland Cavaliers? That's a fact that he did. Did he demand to leave the Boston Celtics? That's a fact that he did. Did he demand to leave the Brooklyn Nets? That's a fact. And he did. That's all I've said. I don't know what Mark Cuban knows, but I've just stated the facts of the situation. I don't know what he knows, except for Kyrie having saying he doesn't want to play for these teams after promising he's going to stay there three times in a row. I don't know what intel he has, but these are the facts of the situation. If I'm wrong, then he'd still be playing for one of those teams. This might be the longest pause BJ has ever taken on a podcast. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Okay. What time's the games tomorrow? There's nothing else to talk about. There's nothing else to this. There's nothing else to say. Like, there's nothing to say. And hey, all right. What well, time's the game? I, I would, I'm. I can't wait to see how the games look. I mean, we'll see. Okay. I go. Well, I can't wait to see what happens this summer when the Lakers can free up 25 million in cap space and. You know, there's no promise of a new contract for Kyrie Irving in Dallas, and they've given up these assets for him. And we'll see what happens and see how good Mark Cuban's intel really is and how bad mine really is. We'll see. We'll see if the if the Mavericks can lift the Larry O'Brien trophy with Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic together. We'll see how good their intel really is. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe I'll go on Shark Tank next year and see how good my intel is. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> it's another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast. Stay locked in this week. It's the trade deadline coming up this week. We're going to have a lot more fire for you guys. There should be more moves, more grooves, more players being sent to different teams before the deadline. I can't wait for this week's one fold. And uh, we'll have to see what happens. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you leave five stars, leave a review and rating Apple, Spotify, YouTube, all that good stuff. And let us know in the comments. Let us know on social media. What do you think about the trade? Do you think Mark Cuban has all the intel and he's making a great decision here? Because I don't. Let us know. Most importantly, until next time, get buckets.